Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the weekly show for scientists leaping into business. In every episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Anna Sui Winkles, and let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. So have you ever wondered how you can capitalize on your PhD, the one that you have so earned hardly? You probably have so many opportunity costs in the sense of you you said no to so many things in your life, in your spare time. Did you have spare time anyway? So you've been working a lot and probably you weren't paid well as a PhD. And now the question is, as a postdoc, as an experienced PhD, thinking of, you know, should you continue in academia or should you venture out or even pivot out and um, you know, transition your career into business or industries. And I want to share with you some stories of my own, because that is something that I seldom do normally in my e-courses, workshops, or, you know, every, all, all career sessions. I've been sharing with you how you should do it, and I'm asking you why you should do it, and also then we can derive the next steps. But seldomly, I share so much about myself because I think that everyone is different and maybe it's hard for you to discern your transferable skills when you know mine. But still, this is a common question in my direct messages. So I put together this slide um, so that you can see how I did it and maybe you are inspired and encouraged to do something similar, if not the same, all right? So without further ado, there's a professor in the middle and I put it there on purpose, right? So I love being a professor, but being a mom, becoming a mom was the most profound experience and really turning point in my life. And working as a professor is something that I have always wanted, but at the same time, working in a in a normal in the in daytimes is really hard for a mom the mom that i want to be and that's why i'm think i was always thinking of how can i run a business in a way that really supports my values my vision of life as a mom also a mom of little ones all right so let's go um First of all, you all probably have a PhD already or you're still in the making. So you are a budding postdoc, so to speak, right? So I did my PhD in neuroscience in 2008. So I'm 41 years old now. And I did that at the Royal University of Bochum at the research school. And I highly recommend if you are not at a graduate school anymore or if you are, you know, then um, try to find 
if you are doing your postdoc or you, or you, if you, or if you want to do a, a postdoc somewhere else, try to find one where, try to find a graduate school where you can also be associated with, because I've seen this at graduate schools where I serve their PhD students, that they also let their postdocs benefit from all my career counseling services. So that's a tip. Number one, maybe if you are a budding postdoc, check out whether at the university you are, you know, planning your postdoc experience, whether they also have a graduate school where you can be associated to get also access to the to all career counseling services as well. So after that, and um, after my PhD at the Rupp University um, Research School, I became an IT analyst. And it really is because of the Rupp Research School that I have been able to become an IT analyst because through my studies or through my PhD studies, I was acquainted to, well, to people to PhD students of different labs, also the neurocomputational lab. And they did a lot of coding in their experience. And that inspired me then to also code my own experience in the neuropsychology lab. So I didn't have to do it, but I did it to be independent from the admin who would help us from the IT side. And I said, no, I can't wait. I have a scholarship of 36 months. And I really, I really do need to finish within that time frame because I don't want to prolong anymore. I just want to be finished at that time. And I'll tell you why in a second. And did you know that I offer deep dive e-courses, workshops, and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. But um, essentially, that learning experience to code was the, the ticket into IT industry for me. And right after my graduation day, I started as an IT analyst. Okay, so transferable skills. Right. So what were my transferable skills? And maybe you can also relate to I think that PhD students in the STEM fields like, you know, you know what STEM is. They all probably have a strong quantitative background in statistical analysis. And that's like prone for data, science data, analytics, big data, whatever it is. Right. Machine learning. You know, if you learn one language, then you probably can learn another language like MATLAB, like R, like, you know, Python, something like that. So I learned to code. I have an affinity of coding but I, or to coding, but I'm really not an IT person. But what I was acquiring also in my PhD was to be a strategic thinker, okay? Because, because it was so interdisciplinary, I had to think and see the patterns. Um, and to work with different teams. And I think that if you want to achieve your PhD within 36 months, you have to lead your project. You cannot just wait and see and, and you know, you have to be the driving force behind that. And that 
I think has led to me, um, you know, being a project manager, so to speak, for my own research, but also I was able to teach or I was asked to teach and you don't really say no, right? So I did teaching and I do and I did enjoy it then and I still do enjoy it. And I think that was the most valuable experience to me so that I was able to, you know, develop younger students, bachelor students into their role as a student working on experience and something like that. So I'm able to do this in German and also in English. And that is also something really valuable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't attribute that to my PhD, but on the other hand, my PhD was also in English. So maybe it's also related to that. So what were the jobs that I was able to do with my PhD in neuroscience? And I forgot my, my original background, which is I'm a psychologist. So I am a psychologist turned neuroscientist turned IT analyst and consultant and IT strategy consultant. That was the last role that I had. And in these kinds of roles, I did a lot of IT like software releases, release management, program management, change management, IT infrastructure changes, transformations in mergers and acquisitions. That is when a company, you know, um, says it doesn't want to have a certain part of the company anymore and they sell that part to another company and then the whole infrastructure, the IT infrastructure, the people, the processes, the tasks and everything has to be dissected and um, the other company has to merge that within their own structures. And I always supported the people side, knowing and understanding and relating to the people who are working on the architectural IT side, infrastructural side. So that's why I was always the person at the interface between the tech and the commercial side, the buying side, the whatever, the marketing side, the legal side, whatever. So I was someone who was really able to lead internally, but also outwards so externally while i was happy doing that i became pregnant and i always wanted to become a mom we just didn't felt pregnant right away so i was really happy and i thought that well you know i can try to pursue my career within consulting but obviously it's not that easy to be a consultant and also i mean i was i was practically living out of my suitcase from Monday to Thursday, and I was only coming home for Fridays for the weekend. And then on the weekend, I was already thinking of my next flight to whatever it is. And now it's time to thank Company ABC, who sponsors this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one, describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Or number two, for which of your company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three, how would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in? To nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative, bold questions, click on the link in the show notes. And now, back to the Postdoc Transformation episode. 
it was something that I thought, well, if I am now responsible for this person that is living or, you know, growing in my tummy, I want to be, I don't, I don't want to be the mom that is only be, you know, on the phone and says, hello, how are you? And so on. So I thought that, well, maybe um, what are the transversal skills that I have gained up until then? And they were different because as a consultant, you are always thinking of how can you support your clients, services, processes, products, how can you improve them to be more future-proof, right? So how can you make them even better? And that's something that I call entrepreneurial thinking, okay? So you're not an entrepreneur, it's not your own money, but your client trusts you to come up with ideas so that they can make more money, that they can save more money, that they can, you know, um, have less risk in investing their money and stuff like that. So I was always honing my skills in the intrapreneurial side, so within a company. And also I was job crafting because as a consultant, you always try to be, to have an extended contract, right? To have your contract extended. So when it, you know, they decide whether they want to have you still in the project or whether you should go. So I was always trying to work that way so that they can still, they still want me. And that is sort of like job crafting. I was always looking at additional things that I could do to make myself valuable for them. And for me, working in IT, it was always about leading innovations. So at being at the forefront, and I think that's also great for scientists like you, because I think that when you are working in a field where it's exciting, like Web3 at the moment, right? Non-fungible tokens or something like that. It's really important and under, you, it does change a lot. So it really is something that I think that can ignite also and also relate to your scientific verb, I think, right? So I was always leading innovation, and but all still at the same time, just doing IT, just doing IT was something where my heart as a psychologist was really <sighs> deprived. So I did pick up teaching as well. So I did pick up teaching psychology modules at the university, at the applied university where I am currently working as a professor. Okay, so I dipped my toe into, or I dipped it back, so to speak, into, uh, into lecturing. And it was okay. And then they said, you know what? We really like what you do as a, as a lecturer. Maybe you want to become a professor at our university. And I said, well, you know what? I'm, I'm really paid well. You cannot afford me. I like doing this, but I, you cannot afford me. Whatever you pay me is probably way less. And it's the truth. But I said, you know what? There's only one reason that I will become a professor. And that is when I'm pregnant. Because when I'm pregnant, it's not about the money. It's more about the time that I can spend at my own terms with my kids, right? So that was the best decision ever. I'm so happy becoming, I, I'm so happy that I've become a professor in 2014. And I think the next slide will also show that. 
So I fell pregnant in 2013, obviously uh, 2014, my daughter was born and I had a, I, you know, I, ha I had to reevaluate my career options. And I knew that doing that career that I always wanted in IT consulting was not possible at my terms, but instead I would obey. And I said, no, I'm responsible for this person I'm, I'm having in my tummy. I don't want to just obey. I have a PhD. I'm smart enough. I've put so much work into my, to, to sustain that. And I want to make this more my way and not someone else's way or some other company's way. And that's why I said I need to realign that with my vision of life. And once you have determined your readiness to leap and you think, yes, this is the way forward. I want to transition into business or industries. Then you can, if you like, enroll in your free email course with 10 actionable, bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business. You'll get 10 emails that detail number one how to leap out of science number two how to build your sustainable linkedin profile number three how to read social media and network number four how to research your favorite jobs and employers number five how to do information interviews to get insights number six how to create your customized applications number seven how to prepare your thesis from a business point of view Number eight, how to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine, how to choose the right job offer. And number 10, how to prepare for your new job. Woohoo! I was appointed as a professor um, in my pregnancy and I was in the seventh month, I think, um, when, I, when, when I got this, you know, the, 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 the confirmation that I will become a professor. And I started... Um, with my first lectures when my daughter was nine weeks old. And that was really hard because she didn't obviously sleep through the night and I breastfed her until she was 13 months old. And all my students who I had then back then, they knew that I was a new mom and they put up with me, um, you know, you have to do some pumping in between the lectures or uh, my husband or my parents brought my daughter to our place at the university so that I could give her um, some milk and then I returned to the lectures and something like that. So it was really wild and I really appreciate all my students, but I think that um, they also had a very seldom and rare opportunity to see a woman professor young enough to have kids to actually have children and to actually breastfeeding them during the times when they needed it. And I think that was something that I also shared in, my, in another podcast episode, um, Job Sharing and Beyond with Karen Tischler. I will link to that episode in the show notes. And um, it was a tough time. And nowadays I'm a seasoned professor. I mean, 2014, 2022, so to speak. We've got two years of COVID. Corona semesters behind us, and I've always been a digital professor, so I think that we manage pretty well. But at the same time, 2014, 
like I said, I wanted to capitalize also on my PhD and I said that I have much more to, to offer. You should think about the things that you can bring to the table and sometimes you have more to give and they don't want that or they don't pay that and they don't appreciate it in a sense. So what I did then, I started local career trainings at my graduate school. They asked me to conduct a training to enable and encourage other PhD students to be uh, as thriving in industries like I did, I did in their eyes. And when they asked me, I was like, wow, they, I, I really did feel like a fair when I left academia. I did this, like I, I prepared this almost secretly and there were very few people that are trusted to, with that decision. And it was really hard for me to, you know, get the things done in academia and still be prepared for the next job. Because as you remember, it was like December 2008, graduation day, January 2009, I was already starting in business. And uh, yeah, it was really a tough time for me. And that's why I felt so honored to come back to my graduate school in the sense of being a role model. And I put together a training, I put together this ecosystem so that we can have the e-courses as the main content. And then once they have digested that content at their own pace, whenever they want, across the whole semester on their mobile or on their whatever they want, the VM devices. And um, then we can have some workshops where they work on the stuff that they have learned with me then. So that was then only a five hour workshop. And that was, that was the epiphany moment for me because I, I saw that I am able to teach people that I don't know via an e-course and then we can meet in regular workshops or even memberships across the year so that we know we make the best out of out of the time and i'm so happy that the that my graduate school was really so future proof hey have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself well maybe you can subscribe and also share this episode with your phd bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged underrepresented and underserved early career scientists leaping into business and now Back to the show. The corona times. I think you, we all know how it was, right? So I don't have to reiterate that. But I had two, two kids at the age of two and five at that time who had to stay at home and were not, you know, one of them was still having his diapers, right? So I, it was really hard. And the, the little one was not able to speak. So the first Corona year, we were a team of three at home the same day, This, I mean, all day long. My husband had to work outside of the home, so he came back at night. But, but it was hard for us to, you know, I didn't know what my son was thinking because he wasn't able to speak at the moment. And still I had to lecture and to be present for my students. And that was really a tough time. And that, that kicked off then my, my, my urge to reevaluate all my options and also to double down on the business side. Um, because I have to prevent my own burnout, right? So you cannot, if, if you are a woman 
And if you are thinking of becoming a mom, or you are already a mom as a PhD or as a postdoc, or even as a professor, maybe, you cannot serve everything equally well as if it was only one task. Instead, you have to think which you have to prioritize. And this evaluation of your prioritization is something that is regular, that is ongoing. It's not just a decision like this. And to me, honestly, it's something, it's, it, it, it heavily depends on the youngest kid, so to speak. Because the youngest kid is the one that really is the bottleneck. And I tried to digitize everything possible in my professorship and also in my business so that I had a lot of optimized processes. And um, I think that if there's anything that I can do better, let me know. But I think I've got my things all good, well covered. And I also rebranded my business because what I didn't want was to be working at the times when my kids need me. But I wanted to have this geo-arbitrage effect in the sense of I can work at times where others are working, but my kids aren't needing me anymore because it's still nighttime or it's nighttime almost. Right. So um, and then that was one thing um, I didn't I did it in person, locally based. And now I'm venturing out to be global. And I can only do this because I have a business model that is work that is heavily depending on my e-courses. And e-courses are accessible from everywhere. Just you just need internet. I'm always said to be a serial career transitioner. So one of my PhD students said, "You know what? I get it. So you can change from wherever to wherever without any problems." But I don't know whether I can do this. So one thing is, it's a routine, okay? I've become an experienced serial career transitioner. I've pivoted from here to here to here, and every pivot was better than the one before. If you see me now thriving, it's because I had some failures in the years before. Right, so I thought I'm 41. I've got probably 15 years more experience than you, if you're watching me. So I'm upskilling constantly. So the last couple of years, especially during the Corona crisis, more the digital part of that, I had to learn how to build better lectures online, and not just to record myself <laughs> um, doing the slides or whatever. Right, I had to build services, the marketing, the selling, the delivery portion is really different uh, in person with the people on site in German. Instead, it's virtually completely different. And that's something that you have to learn. And I think that because I have been tr career transitioning before, that really does help me that I am confident that I can master that. Everything that I do is aligned with my own vision of life. It is in short, how do you want to live your life after your PhD? Not just a couple of years after that, not just next week after the PhD, but more like in your 50s, 60s, 70s, what will you have achieved? Because you have done your PhD. I mean, your life 
as a 60-year-old person, as a 70-year-old person, should differ from the life of someone who didn't do a PhD, right? You should earn the quality of life that you deserve. And that's why it's so important that you have a vision of life because that's like the North Star that you can, you can look up to and say, is this really valuable? And also, you know, is this goal-directed or not? So for me, it's... I want to spend my time less one-on-one. -on -one. I want have I want to have more automated services. I want more classroom that is flipped and not traditional. Okay, so you have to know what you want, and then you can, and then everything else will fall into place. Do you want the transcript of our episode and our episode sponsors' answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply? Do you want to nominate your employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, check out our clickable links in our show notes. And on our website, www.postdoctransformation.com, you can also check your readiness to leap into a business or enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elna Sui Winkles, the host of your weekly postdoc transformation show. Transformation, postdoc transformation, postdoc transformation.